Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Poolside Pass podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Ben Withen, head coach at the City of Belfast Swimming Club. Ben's going to be speaking to us about how he uses USRPT within his club program, um, a training method which I know for some is, is, is quite a controversial method to use, so it'll be interesting to discuss with Ben the ins and outs of how he uses that program. Before we get into the interview with Ben, just a quick word from our sponsors, Streamlined. Become a qualified swimming teacher with Streamlined in as little as six days. Learn at your own pace and be guided by our expert tutors. You can do your training face-to-face, online in real-time, or a combination of the two. Assessment can be in your club using videos or attending one of our assessment venues. We offer tailored, high-quality support. Quote the poolside pass for an extra 10% discount. So, I think it's about time I introduce Ben. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Hi. How are you today? All good, all good. How are you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Not bad, not bad. Um, why don't we just start by getting a little bit of background from yourself in terms of the sport and, and coaching? Um, so, uh, I was a competitive swimmer. Uh, I was quite a, a late starter. Um, I was 13 uh, when I actually got into the sport. Um, previously, I'd played all, all just everything of sports mad. <laughs> Um, tried to get into as much of it as I could and then um, I went to secondary school and um, again just trying to try try different sports try different things and um, ended up going to the school's competition um, I actually turned up in like, board boardy shorts um, you know everyone else is in there at the time until the suits were in so everyone was in suits and I was in literally like surfer board shorts yeah. and had, had no idea um, and I actually think I ended up winning the breaststroke, I think it was 100 breaststroke, um, and then got to go down to Dublin, and then a coach approached me and he said, you know, do you swim for a club? And I was like, no. And um, he said, you know, do you want to do you want to come down and, and, and try it out? And then that's basically where it, where it started from. Um, you know, I was an okay competitive swimmer, um, got to, you know, national medalist level, um, and then um, find my way into coaching. I, I did my level one. Initially, I was I was teaching and I learned the swim program. Right. Um, and I just really loved it. And the chairman of the club at the time, um, basically just approached me and he just went, you, you know, I've heard really good reports and I've watching you and you, you seem to be really good and really passionate about this. He says, you, I think you should, you know, maybe go and give it a good go as a, as a career and I was sort of you know humming and I was still in school at the time so it was like oh I, I don't know maybe maybe and then the more I did it more I enjoyed it Um, I went off to university and I then got the opportunity um, to coach within a club program thrown in right in the deep end um, start using and, and just basically implementing what I had done when I, during my uh, time swimming and competing yeah um, and and then sort of I think unexpectedly the talks sort of happened about the, the club taking on um, a head coach for the first time and then and basically I was just given the opportunity to do that and, and um, I took it and then here we are, I suppose. Um, you know, a couple of seasons later, and and, and, um, and, and uh, you know, 
yeah, I'm on we're here. Um, so yeah, um, and that, that's really it, you know. So basically, I was I was always the um, I think during the time sort of competing and, and and training, you know, I was always probably one of the hardest workers in the pool. Yeah. Really lacked self belief and met myself, you know, to to go on and and really say, you know, well, I can I can be a top top level athlete. I just up 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 here. I just did. I just didn't have it. Um, and it's it's I've had it's something I've had to work really hard on. I think transitioning into coaching, um, you know, and, and just that self belief. Um, but I think you know, looking back at the way I was, you know, five six years ago when I was competing to the way I am now, I'm I, I'm a completely different person in terms of confidence and stuff. So yeah, big big changes there. That's good. I think, um, I think, you know, like yourself, I was always someone that, that, that worked hard, but I was never, and inside I knew I was never going to be able to compete at the top level. Um, and that's, that's how I kind of really found my way into coaching. I knew that that was a way that I could still stay invo- involved with the sport for, you know, for, for my whole life, really. It, uh, it seems as well, like, um, you know, a lot of the other coaches that you, you've had on, the pod and you know other interviews that I've seen um, from all different sports coaches. You know it, it it does seem that way. You know that it just the heart they're always the hardest workers and you know maybe the maybe I think coaches maybe overanalyze things sometimes and and when you're competing you can't really afford to do that. It's it's just you know it's just got there's got to be a flow to it. You know I think and. The, the personality type of a coach really does they overthink and overanalyze and they want to know everything and that and that kind of way and I, I just don't think it that, that personality trait really works for a, a top top level athlete you know no, yeah. but yeah. it works very well for for a coach so um we've uh, we've got you on the podcast today to talk about uh, the training model that you use within your work at, at city of belfast um you use uh, usrpt ultra short race pace training um, for those listeners that, that aren't aware of what USRPT is, they might not have read much into it or they've not heard of it before, why don't you just give us a, a brief kind of uh, background on what USRPT is? Okay, so USRPT, like you've said already, ultra short race pace training. Um, it's in one word, you can basically summarize the whole philosophy around it as, as specific. Oh, it's just specific to to race pace training um so the sort of the background around it is that you know they they, they don't see the value in doing any slow swimming it's all about doing stuff at a specific pace um and that's basically um the the crux of it um in terms of it's it's really simple um to uh, it's a really simple set format to understand so if you take the 200 freestyle and say your personal best time is two minutes um to develop the training for that event you would basically take your 200 meters and divide it by four so you split into 50 meter intervals and the time that you want to hit is the two minutes your PB time divided by four, yeah. okay, so the, the 30 seconds. So basically you're trying to hit those 50 meter intervals, every single one you want to try and hit 
in under 30 seconds. Yeah. So 30.01 would be, you know, that's that's not that's not a that's you don't. That's a failure. Yeah. <laughs> so it basically anything under 30 is 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 the target, um, and the rest is quite a key thing. So from for anything and any also I should probably say that you you know you can apply it to any distance any any yeah. race. So the hundred is again divided by four. Split it into 25 meter intervals. The 400 is is 100 meter intervals. So depending on on where you're working, um, for 200 and above, uh, it's a 20 second rest interval, and from the and the 100 is 15, and that's basically just to make sure that you're working aerobically the whole time. So if you're taking any longer rest, it's sort of the optimal amount of rest that you want to be taking. So if you're if say you're taking you know a minute between each one you know, your heart rate's going to abate and it's going to become you know you're not you're not going to be utilizing your aerobic system properly um and and the same with 100 you know the, the, that 15 second rest is sort of the the key element um with the usrpt as well so that that's basically how you how you would construct a set in in simple forms um the other thing is the way that the cycles are split up. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's it's split into a macro cycle, an eight-week macro cycle, um, and each micro cycle within that focuses on a different element of technique. Um, so you've got uh, you know streamline breathing, body roll, initial action, the power phase end of stroke, recovery, and then kicking. So each each week will focus on that different element of technique. And I, I quite like that, um, that format. For me, um, you know, I, I, when I've, I struggle with, I see, I see a lot of technique sessions go on and it's, um, you know, a lot of like doing this and doing that, a lot of different, a mixture of things coming in. And, and if you're really trying to change technique it's about repetition yeah um but if you're doing you know something here and something completely different there and then you're you're mixing everything together i think you know if you're trying to develop technique it, it, it sort of confuses it can confuse things a little bit um whereas if you're just focusing okay this week we're just working on that initial action the catch phase um you know and, and just repeating drills specific to the catch and then taking it into a USRPT set, you can just focus on that one element of, of the stroke. So if we go back to, you know, say you're working for the 200 free, you know, and you're doing your um, your 50 meter intervals, you know, each 50 meter interval, you're trying to hit your target time, but technically you're focusing on that, on that catch phase and that's your primary focus for that session. So in terms of, USRPT is as, as a wholesome model. It was originally proposed by um, a guy called Dr. Brent Russell, mm-hmm. um, and his kind of original kind of plans for it is that whenever you swim, you you only swim at, at that kind of race pace. Yeah. Um, and I've read a few papers on it, and it it seems to suggest that there's no real there's no real place in the program for slow swimming, like you say, but in terms of uh, developing technique. Um, you mentioned there about doing drills and stuff like that. How does that fit into the to the USRPT? Because I was under the impression that uh, Dr. Russell's plan didn't really have 
have time for, for drills and, and slow practice of technique yeah um yeah it's it's an interesting one we the way i run my program is we we do slow swimming because i think with the with the athletes that i'm working with you know primarily sort of you know coming out of that train to train phase and the train to compete phase so their age group swimmers you know sort of 14 to, to 18 just before they're about to leave school and and it, you do need that element of technique now what i will say is that uh, anytime we focus on technique we we do build it up throughout so say right okay guys today we're going to be working on this and we start off slowly and then we just build it up throughout the session um you know so we're working I don't know, 30 minutes on technique you know, the first 10 minutes might be super slow second 10 minutes sort of more moderate but still working drill and still working technique but it's just repeated faster and then the, and the last 10 we're, we're, we're swimming somewhere close to you know full speed and i don't think that's any different to anything anybody else does really yeah. you, know, you just sort of progress that on so um, you, you've adapted what brent russell's plan ideal plan would be to kind of suit the situation suit the situation that you're in yeah uh, that's uh that's good i think um i think it's important that coaches recognize that you can't just just copy a model and paste it onto your own program you've got to got to adapt it to, to fit that no 100 percent. and you know uh, my my program i basically split into three components of, of endurance power and technique so the technique section you know i would say yes probably the majority of it would be slow swimming and um, we still do try and fit it into the macro cycle that I talked about before that that technique we still try and fit it into to that and build it up throughout the session um, the, and then one of the other component components I mentioned was it was endurance and that's really where we utilize the, the USRPT so um, for me um, you know we don't work within training zones um so you know adaptations occur at a cellular level a cellular level not in a in a in a training zone yeah uh, so that that's why I, I i basically don't use training zones i just work specific pace so if i in our program and i think you know this is common within other age group programs as well is you're trying to develop that sort of 200 im swimmer yeah, absolutely yeah <laughs> we we work primarily 50 meter intervals um 16 16 by 50 on on rest 20 basically and we just rotate through the strokes um so you do four on fly four on back or is it one of each no no so uh pretty much in within the week so say we have six sessions uh i'm thinking probably when we go back after um things return back to normal we'll probably go um four days of one day fly back breast free yeah, yeah yeah so you work through the week you work each stroke yeah. um and then the other two sessions one and this is the early part of the season one session will be um 100 pace um so we're switching to the 25s and that'll probably be on um their main stroke yeah um and then the other session will be on something that they call overspeed. Um, so it's basically just the same thing, but for 
per 50 pace and you basically just take the section of the 50 so in the short course season we might do um in an out you know like sort of 15 and 15 out or something but at that sort of speed that we want so you just take that section and i think dave marsh um does something similar there with that you know he just takes sections of the race yeah so that's what we that's what we use for the over speed um and then the other thing i should probably say in terms of how we've adapted what rush hall said was i think you know that the magic number they're probably looking for is is 16 so that four times race distance so if we're working 200 pace on 50 meter intervals we'll do the 1650s um one thing that probably i've adapted from what he's doing and what you'll probably see michael andrew doing Mm -hmm. i think they pretty much work that 16 or above all year round the the volume doesn't really change yeah Um, we'll probably decrease a little closer to you know so at the beginning of the cycle we'll probably have 1650s on res 20 and then in the first half of the cycle and then towards the second half of the cycle the closer it gets to our main competition we'll we'll reduce the volume down to maybe four um, and we'll also reduce the rest down so it becomes more like a broken sort of anaerobic power type swim so you mentioned there you do like for your 200s you do 1650s yeah um if you had a swimmer that was working so would you only use 50s to work on a 200 and you only use 25s to work on 100 is that how you work it yeah pretty much for the for the yeah. endurance for the endurance element of my program yeah we we just stick to that pretty much yeah so if you had a swimmer working for like a 400 meter event you'd go on 100s yeah yeah, yeah. um so let's um let's go back to a little bit more about kind of you and, and your development through uh, through coaching what what made you switch over to using USRPT? Has it been the model you've only ever used, or have you moved over to it from using a different model before? No. So um, when I originally uh, got into coaching, I I think again the same as the same as what everybody does. They they basically copy what they did when they swam um, and and competed and sort of implemented into their own program. Um, and, and that's basically how I started. So um, you probably, you know, uh, the program that I would have found would like an, the Albrecht type program, yeah. uh, you know, so your capacity and your power work. Um, and that's basically how I started off with with, uh, with my coaching as well. And then um, I just... I, I just, I don't know, certain influences, I suppose, from like looking at what other sports were doing and, you know, just sort of race, when you get into coaching you're and you're researching around the topic and stuff and you see these different arguments and, and the question just kept popping up in my head. It was like, why do we need to do all this volume to swim an event? You know, like, I think the the classic argument with it is is this quality versus quantity, and it's like you wouldn't see Usain Bolt, who runs the hundred meters, training like Mo Farah, who runs you know the five or the ten k. Yeah. You, you just you, you wouldn't see it, um, and you know Bolt's training would be specific to the event that he's doing. He wouldn't get him in doing any over distance training, and those sort of questions sort of bounced around my head. Um, the other thing 
that sort of popped up was the uh, program that I was working in when I first uh, started coaching um, was a really small program and we didn't have much pull time. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of trying to find clever ways that you can maximize, you know, say you've got four sessions a week, um, three, four sessions a week, and you're trying to maximize the time you've got in the water. Um, and I remember going on a, I think it was my level one coaching course, maybe, because I'd already, I'd already done my teaching courses. Um, and I think it was my level one coaching. And I remember just talking to the tutor and I was, and he, and he actually brought it up and he said, you know, I've been trying out this USRPT program. You should check it out. There's loads of, you know, stuff out there, like loads of content out there that you can, you can, you can look at. And, um, I went back and I looked at it uh, and I was sold on it straight away. Um, and I was like, I, th- I think, you know, this could be the next thing. This is where the sport is going to probably move towards. Um and uh, and then yeah we and started implementing it into the program. So did you notice once you made that switch over from kind of a an Albrecht model over to towards USRPT? Did you notice um, a difference in in results? Um initially no. Um I think that uh, the key thing with with any program or any sort of training model that you, they're using is that your swimmers probably buy into it um and, and that, i think that's the key thing um and it took if you you know if you think that you know if you've trained a certain way your whole life up uh, well you know from your your whole swimming life so say you started swimming at 10 and you go all the way through to 16 you've done six years of training using a certain model and then for someone just to be like right we're going to do something completely different um, you know it will shake you up a little bit and, and you will need time to to sort of be sold on it yeah. um, but I think you know the fact the fastest way to get to what to you know to win buy-in there um, from from swimmers is just getting results um, so initially uh, you know I think there was a little bit of uh, confusion as to what we we're trying to do um, and and I think you know the results probably weren't really where we wanted them to be and I remember going to that first competition whenever we first implemented it so I would say we would implemented it about six six seven weeks um so you know a, a, a good amount of time and the results weren't really there where we wanted it to be yeah and I was like well I'm gonna persevere with this and, and maybe tweak a few things because don't forget I was still sort of it was new to me as well um, and we we're still sort of a few teething problems and then probably about eight weeks later we did another block of it and then we went to our regional championships and we did really really well I think it was probably the best at the the club in terms of medal coming in and I think 100% PB you know success and stuff like that for all the summers that were entered so and that was sort of the moment that it clicked with me and I was like right okay so to start off with, bit shaky, um, but I think that's the same, the same of anything. You know, you're you're gonna have those teething problems, and yeah. then and then push through. But I basically had to figure it out on my own. Um, you know how to implement it into the program. There wasn't, you know, I, I, 
looked at the research and sort of watched the content, but there wasn't too much out there. So I sort of tried to implement it on my own. I got a few things wrong, so we tweaked those things, and then uh, and then we and then we we got the results in the end. Um, but um, yeah, the, the the tricky thing, the swimmers again, like I said before, the, the easiest thing with to win swimmers and get buy-in from swimmers is is results. Really, you know, if they see themselves improving, you know, it it's it's quite easy to win them over. It was it was actually the parents that were the and 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 the committee that were the tricky sort of ones to win over. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, probably probably lost that battle. Um, a little bit, you know, we it, it basically ended up getting to a stage where the program that I was in, they were, I was given an ultimatum, basically like, look, you know, other programs are doing it the, the t- traditional way um, yeah. of the, of you know, measuring it on volume and this kind of thing, and basically they were just like, look, you've got an ultimatum, um, you know, read between the lines here, we're putting the pressure on and be like, if you don't, you know implement the program you were doing before um or the program that other people are doing we're just not going to renew your contract and that's what happened <laughs> but that's what happened you know? even with the success you had using the USRPT model they still yeah. want it to yeah back. They, i just i think the the main issue with the was um it, usrpt is based around you know neural failure um so the the big question around it is you know and this was the question i initially had from from my background in swimming is you know how can you train at race pace every single day without you know being able to recover properly yeah. the answer is that it, it's all rather than swimming the physical failure um like you would um you know in a, in a traditional program where you're where you're glycogen levels become depleted and you know you you begin to drop off um with usrpt it's it's done neurally so um it's it's a small failure it's not a deep failure so the recovery time is less so yes you're swimming at race pace um but because because like i said before that your target time is 30 seconds for the for 200 free yeah if you're at 30.01 you know, there, there's going to be a little bit of human error in that with me, you know, timing as well. And um, so if you're teetering around that target time and you're over it, you know, it's and, that, and that's why it's a neural failure. So you're becoming closer and closer to it. You cut it there, you rest. And then within that 1650s or what, what you know, or 20, whatever, whatever you use in the magic number being four times race distance to the 1650s you have basically three lives within that set. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're, or if you feel two back to back, you know, you're, um, you know, that's, that's basically the end of the set and you're just not in a place to, to be able to swim the set properly today. Um, so there's that side of it as well. So it's, it's based around neural failure and that's how you can swim fast, swim that race pace every day. And then the other thing is just, you know, common sense. It's like if your athletes are coming in um, and they're and they're saying, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm absolutely busted today. I just, I, you know, it's just the feedback from the athletes like any coach would and then be like, okay, right, well, well we'd not do it today because um, you don't want to affect their confidence either. Of course, yeah. Um, 
so you say you use it kind of in like a, an IM based program. Yeah. Have you found, obviously, in terms of its effectiveness with, with different strokes, that it, it's, it has a higher efficacy with some strokes than others, or is it pretty even across the board? No, I haven't, uh, I haven't noticed um, any difference in, in like improvement within the stroke or the rate of improvement within the strokes. I mean, we initially I did it on sort of your main stroke um, yeah. based program. Um, so, you know, you would do, say, at the beginning of each cycle, we would basically say, right, you know, what events are you going to be focusing on for the meet at the end of the at the end of the cycle? And say it was flying free, then they're the event, they're the you know the sets that they would do all week. And I just think that um, you know initially when we tried that out, it was it worked well and it was specific to those events. But you're not really developing the whole swimmer. And there's countless examples of of swimmers that have gone on you know when sort of when when they're like 18, 19, and they've competed all their swimming career on on flying free and then suddenly you know they were the world class at backstroke you know yeah so I, I i just i for me i wasn't comfortable probably just you know stroke all the time so then we switched to the im program um and, I, and I, it's worked a lot better but no the answer to your question probably not though no, it's uh, it's it works any stroke any distance um you know, it, it's just it's it's all about buying from your yeah. summer, basically. So um, so as you as you move through through a block of training, how do you kind of track the progress with the model? Are there any kind of test sets you've used, or do you just measure that maybe one week they do they can manage twelve of the fifties um, without having to drop out, and then the next week they do fourteen of the fifties without dropping out? Yeah, um, we I think I think USRPT itself is you know pretty much a test set um and we turn it in we try and turn it into a little bit of a game and, and try and create a little bit of competition um you know through basically their their lives lost and in that sense so if you got your 1650s and you basically end up with a score so if you're getting to six if you're completing the set and doing all 1650s but you've missed two of them so you've you've you two neural failures within that set. Yeah. Um, you know, then the next time we do the set, you know, we're going to try and hit one, and then the next time we're going to try and hit zero, and basically you want to get to a stage where you're swimming all sixteen fifties under your target time. Yeah. And then we drop the target time down. Um. So that that's that's one way that we. You know, use it so a test set within itself. You know, that's what USRPT is, and then um, we'll also use a pulse plot set, um, which was sort of uh, like you know produced by Dave Silo, um, and it's basically yeah. just a step test, um, and it, it you know it can measure you know um, your your physiological adaptions um, and your rate of recovery as well. Um, so it keeps me in line. So we'll maybe test that every three or four weeks. Yeah. Um, and it sort of keeps me in line, so I know, you know, okay, right, I'm not, I'm not doing too much of, you know, this, or I need to do a little bit more of this, you know, or, or back off from it a little bit, or I need to maybe put in a little bit more volume and and maybe step it up to twenty fifties rather than, than yeah. you know, the the pulse plot is uh, is an effective. 
um, sort of test set that I would use, and um, the other one is just simply you know, an efficiency test, and, and that's sort of how we, we measure sort of technical gains um, that we're getting. So this uh, this post plot test, you said it's like a step test. Is it just like a seven two hundred step test, or is it? Yeah, eight eight one hundreds on rest about two thirty three minutes, um, and you take your heart rate straight after you've swam. Yeah. Uh, thirty seconds after you've swam, and a minute after you've swam, and the basically you just the first hundreds at 70 percent then 80 90 100 and then you go 100 90 80 70 um and basically you know you just look at you put put the results into excel and you can see the how the graph sh- shifts see how quickly um, you're recovering and stuff yeah, like that see, see your recovery time and stuff yeah okay um so so what do you feel you said it's uh, kind of the specificity of the program that kind of jumped out to you what do you feel that it it provides that the other models miss out? Because um, you can argue that you can get specificity within other programs as well. So, so what does it provide that others don't? Yeah, um, I think uh, I think I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. It, it is just the specifics of you know we're training and we're training endurance. Um, and, and we're being like, right, okay, rather than swimming, you know, at some maximal pace for, for an over distance amount uh, or a certain volume, we're yeah. going to say, right, I want you to hit your, you know, target race pace, um, you know, specific to the event that, that you want to do. And that's how we're going to get, that's how we're going to train your endurance. Um, we're, we're not going to do it at like a sub-maximal level or, or anything like that. Um, I think I think I mentioned before, you know, that the the physiological adaptions happen at a cellular level, not not within a training zone. Um, so that's that's the way we we choose to do it. Um, in terms of the other pros of the program, um, you know, I, I think again, I probably I probably mentioned this earlier. It's like you hear a lot of coaches, oh, you you have to do the long boring stuff. And you know that that coat's banded around quite a lot, and I'm just like, I think the the question, the, the answer back is well, well, why? You know, why why do you have to do long? Why does it have to be boring? You yeah. know, um, and I think that's it. I think it introduces a little bit of an element of fun, especially with younger um, kids. Um, you know that. You can get them out half the group doing a USRPT set and half the group on pull side, and you could have the group on pull side timing. Um, you know their mates who are in the pool, and then you switch over. Um, you know, and it just creates that element of fun and like it, it's just something a little bit different for them. Yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, no, I think as well. Um, I mentioned before about the technique cycles. Um, rather than um focusing on you know a collection of things all clumped together you're just focusing on one specific action of the stroke for a whole week yeah in a week yeah so um kind of flipping it flipping it around now uh, would you bring any kind of areas from from other methods of training in to support the model um, yeah. do you think it kind of lacks lacks anything at, at the moment yeah so I think the, I mean, 
I've through the research I've done and, and through the feedback I've sort of got from parents and, and swimmers and other coaches about it is you know their their concerns I can probably touch on a, a couple of them um, one of them being you know logistically um, because you're timing somebody on a, on a neural failure so it is going to come down to such a, um, a, a fine margin um, you know how, how is that logistically possible to do with you know if you've got 30 kids in the pool yeah. um, so and that's something that I have to really quite you know think hard about you know one of the options I've already talked about is you know you split the group in half you've got one group timing and one group um, actually performing the set um, and again that that's just going to take a little bit of time to educate the swimmers on you know how to how to actually time you know and make sure they're doing it properly so they're not messing it up for for somebody else um so that that's just going to take a little bit of education and a little bit of time and um, the other options that we looked at were sort of alternatives to it um so we look at like an amrap type thing yeah. um, where you're going as many rounds or many rounds or reps as possible. So I say, right, okay, we're allocating 30 minutes to this, and I want you to try and swim an interval at your target pace. So if, again, if we use the 200 phrase an example, we're gonna say, right, okay, I want you to swim 50 meters at your 200 free pace. The the group does it to get their time. And basically they can swim down or rest and then they communicate with the coach and say, right, okay, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. And, and then you just basically try and accumulate as many reps. So one successful rep would be, okay, you're, you've hit, you know, the 50 meters at your target time. And you basically just repeat that throughout the 30 minutes. So say you get a score of 12 reps, you know, yeah. like successful reps within the 30 minutes. Then you come in the next time and, Try and do 13, 14. So it's kind of the same philosophy, and it's maybe like a good way to build up towards doing a, a USRPT set. Um, and then I suppose the next step from there would be doing one on, one off. So you know, you just do a, a one at pace, one off, one at pace, one off like that. And I think it's probably a, doing. It's not. It's not completely. You know, like where. Uh, where you would want to be in terms of what a USRPT set is, yeah. but um, it's sort of building towards it, um, and it's sort of getting the idea, especially if, if you've got a bigger group. Um, I think one of the other criticisms um, of the program would be, uh, you know, does it develop true aerobic capacity? Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, again, I'm not a sports scientist, um, but, you know, there's there's different ways to develop aerobic capacity. Um, you know, you can swim, you can swim fast, slow, and, and that kind of way. You can just do it, you know, sub-maximally. Um, but I think that aerobic capacity is important, obviously, and I, I think that USRPT training somewhat misses out on developing those sort of type one um muscle fibers yeah um you know you're you're 
primarily, you know, developing your glycolytic, you know, fibers. Or your, you, your you wouldn't use that for a so, Yeah, so I, I think that that is one criticism and the way that I've got around that is, you know, trying to stick towards my philosophy is, you know, when we're in the pool, it has to be specific and it has to be at a, a certain pace and it has to be done fast. Um, well, the question I started asking myself was, you know, well, why do we need to do our type one fiber development or your aerobic capacity development in the pool? Um, especially when, you know, pool time is so scarce, you know, it's, yeah. it's difficult to get a hold of. Um, so we have started to implement our aerobic capacity work um, outside of the pool. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that to develop your aerobic capacity necessarily needs to be done in the water. Um, you know, if, if the purpose of your aerobic capacity is to, to build a, a bigger engine yeah. and, to, and to speed up your recovery, um, I, I think, you know, you, could, you can do that through, through land-based activity just as well as you could, um, you know, in the pool and, and leave the pool to, to specific type training. So again, I think that's like another adaptation you've made to the program, um, because I think if you look at the the perfect plan as per uh, Brent Russell's um, papers and stuff, um, suggests against the use of like land training exercises. Um, yeah, it kind of maybe goes against his idea of specificity. But um, so it's just an example there of, of how you've perhaps adapted it to kind of kind of meet the needs that yeah. your program has. It do, it does go against yeah um, it does go against the specifics in a way um that it's not in the water yeah um, but it's also you know it's 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 almost taking a it's going around the fact that you know okay you know usrpt is primarily if you're going to class it in a in a in a training zone it's probably aerobic power and um, you know vo2 max type type training yeah. um, and you know to develop that capacity and that's what we'll do and it's quite easy to prescribe you know so if i see a swimmer who is really really you know can hit pace all the time um but plateaus and and, and they're not really you know being able to they're always sort of getting one neural failure or they're hanging in around they're almost there but they can't can't quite tip over the edge well maybe we need to work on their capacity a little bit more but yeah. instead of you know, doing it in the pool will say, right, I want you to introduce, uh, you know, two bike sessions a week. Here's the thing, the type of thing, aerobic capacity work I want you to do on it. Here's a program for six weeks. Go away and do that. And then hopefully we can sort of break through that plateau and then and then push on to another level. So, yeah, no, it, it is and it is an adaption to the program um, in terms of what, Rush Hall as as uh, as prescribed, yeah. So um, just you you've already briefly done this. Uh, just talk me through kind of how you use it um, within a week. Because um, obviously, do you do any kind of land training weight work? Do you do any kick on its own? You've spoken about technical work. So just talk me through kind of how your week looks. Um, we I I stay away from volume. Mm-hmm. Um, I very rarely unless they would ask um as it, the athletes would ask you know how many i i actually don't know 
um, half the time, like what, how many meters we're, we're actually doing. I mean, you know, if we're doing 1650s, it's quite easy to, you know, to add that up. But in terms of the, in terms of, you know, the, a, a two hour session, um, we, like I said before, the components to my program is, is endurance, technique and power. So the, the endurance side of things I've pretty much covered is is based around you know the USRPT model, um, or if we need to work aerobic capacity, we'll we'll do it out of the pool. Yeah. Uh, technique, we work through the USRPT macro cycle on each on each stroke throughout the week, and then the third one's par, and I really like uh, the stuff that Dave Salo's done. So sprint Salo's his his yeah. stuff. Um, I really like it. It's it's kind of similar um, to USRPT, and then everything's done at, at pace. Everything's done fast. You know, there's not there's not too much slow swimming. Um, but with the power work, it's it's pretty much we use a lot of equipment, so a lot of resistance stuff. Yeah. Um, that would probably be another um, downfall to to a pure USRPT program. You know, you're if you're just swimming with no resistance all the time, you know, yes, you're getting certain adaptations, but you're not really developing your your strength yeah. uh, in, in the water. Um, so our power work is primarily resistance, and that would cover pull, kick, um, you know, underwater work, um, parachutes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and we just implement that in. So... Um, in terms of what a week would look like, um, so we will probably do day one will be uh, 200 race pace, butterfly 200 race pace, and then day two we'll work a little bit more power, maybe a little bit more resistance um, work with, with different bits of equipment, and we'll do 100 pace. Uh, day three and four, um, we'll go back to doing 200 pace work. Uh, day five, we'll go back to doing power work again, a little bit more resistance, and we'll do some overspeed work. So your your 50 race pace 50s uh, and break the sections of the race down. And then the final day, we'll we'll do one more set of uh, 200 pace. Um, so it basically follows you fly back breast and then free and we'll rotate the strokes as well so it won't be you know every week it will follow like that i am order so we might go and then next week we'll probably go strokes or... um as well because that fits in we have a we primarily train in a short course pool yeah um and on a saturday we and a sunday we get long course training so i try and hit you know uh the saturday we'll do race pace, 200 race pace, long course. Um, and that's why I rotate the strokes. So at least then, you know, we're not always hitting uh, breaststroke on yeah. a Saturday. You know, we, we get we get to hit all of the strokes. Okay. That sounds, um, sounds interesting. Interesting to see how you kind of split your week up there. I think there's a, um, certainly coaches that I speak to, they think maybe they like the idea of a USRPT or they like, what they hear but they, they don't really necessarily know how to kind of implement it in, into their program so that might just open some people's eyes as to kind of potentially how they could do things like that 
Um, just to finish off, um, just give me, in your opinion, kind of the three uh, three most attractive points about the model, really. Um, well, the, 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 if, if I'm selling it to you, I'll probably <laughs> the, the three S's, are, you know, specific, it's simple, and it's science-based. Um, you know, specific, I think we've covered quite quite a lot, you know, how, how yeah. specific it is to, to race pace. It's, so, it's, it's a simple format. I think once you get your head around it, um, you know, you just, you're taking a race distance, divide it by four, and you're probably trying to hit, you know, four times race distance in terms of volume. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a simple set format. I think, you know, the complicated bit, and I think this is the same with any program is, you know, how much do I need to do of this and how much do I need to yeah. do of that? And, that? and I think, you know, uh, that's, I've given an example of what I do. Um, and if that gives people a little bit of inspiration, they can adapt that, whatever. And then obviously science-based and there's so much literature out there and content on it and, you know, um, I think the important thing to remember is, you know, for for all the literature that proves a theory is correct, you know, there's just as much literature out there that's gonna say, you know, it's wrong. Um, yeah. And I think I think that's the same. I think it's I think it's up to the individual to to make your own mind up. You know, research it yourself, and if it's for you, it's that's great. It's for you, and if it's not, that's fine. You know, there's. <laughs> there's plenty of people who've got results doing different things um again you know i started this off just by um you know trying to maximize a small amount of pool time um and it just spilled out into you know becoming a philosophy of of, of coaching for me well um thank you very much ben for your time um it's been useful to get your insight into the model of training having first-hand experience of of using it and i'm sure a lot of coaches will will listen kind of and, and make up their own mind as to whether they can implement the model um, themselves. Um, I just want to thank the listeners for tuning in again. Um, hopefully you found the episode insightful and, and like I say, hopefully it will give you something to think about over the next few weeks. Uh, if you haven't done so already, go and check out our, our new website, www.poolsidepass.com and check us out on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at the Poolside Pass. Um, until next time, uh, keep learning. And by the time this goes out, maybe we'll be back in the water. So keep coaching. Take care, guys. <laughs>